Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Welcome back to Cinematic Adventures. We are back with Vince and this time he is talking about what looks like one of the goofiest movies ever put to celluloid. What's up, Vince? Oh, not much. Just want to talk about a good crappy movie. <laughs> <laughs> a good crappy movie. And I say that lightly. That like if there ever was an oxymoron. Yeah. A good crappy movie. All right. What's the name of this good crap fest? So it is called Santa Conquers the Martians. Uh-huh. <laughs> like there's nothing. And, what else can you say to that? Like Santa Conquers the Martians. Okay. And it is one of those movies of as you Googled it, you can find it on uh Tubi TV. It's the only place you can find it. It's not even on YouTube, but Actually, it is though. It is because yeah, because uh, when you told me that's what you wanted to talk about, I looked it up and I was like, oh, there it is. Because I found the um, the Mystery Science Theater three thousand um, take on it, mm -hmm. but I didn't actually find the actual movie. But I personally, I have a hard copy of it. Oh. I have this in physical form. Yeah, like you do, as yeah. one would. And I mean, I I came across it basically at a local swap meet. And it was weird because, like, it was this guy who was just there with all his movies. And, you know, he's asking if I'm looking for anything particular. I said, just something good. He's like, you want to see, like, the worst movie ever made? And I asked him, I was like, hey, do you have Plan, from our, Plan 9 from Outer Space? Because that's supposed to be, like, the worst movie ever conceived. And he's like, no, but I got this. And he gives me, I read it, it's like, Sandra Conquers the Martians. He goes, worst movie you'll ever see. I'm like, all right, I'm in. How much? He goes, a buck. I'm like, here you go, dude. <laughs> Went home, <laughs> watched it, and he was not joking. Like, this is this is bad for a B movie. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So they there's both the Mystery Science Theater and the just, like, it says YouTube Classic TV. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, 1964. Hmm. And it's like an hour and 21 minutes and 18 seconds of just why. Yeah, because I, I doubt really anyone has seen this because it was such a low budget and it really didn't come out for mass distribution either. Mm -hmm. um, but it's such a it's a wonky story about how Martians want to bring Santa to Mars to basically kind of bring a former Christmas there. But as they're watching Earth, they see there's all these Santas out there. So they just randomly steal two kids who say, hey, which home is the real Santa Claus? And by chance, the real Santa Claus shows up on Mars to, to basically rescue the kids. <laughs> yeah. It has a whopping one star on Rotten I, Tomatoes. Yep. So I saw that. I was like, yeah, it's like 21 or 22% Rotten Tomatoes. Like, that sounds appropriate. I wouldn't give it so high, but that sounds appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th this is one of those uh, like uh, in the ballpark of a 10% Rotten Tomatoes score kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. okay. So it's supposed to play. All of the actors and their acting seemed like it was something that these people were trying to get into films or acting school. And we're told, we're sorry. You just don't have it. <laughs> and some guy was standing in the corner like, hey, you're trying to act? He's like, yeah, I got a movie. You want to be in it? <laughs> so he took all the acting school rejects. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do? It's like, you got to wear poofy underwear green oh spandex a oh. helmet spray painted green i was like oh but 
it was mustache. Like, oh yeah, you can keep the mustache. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah, I kid you not. And it was just that okay. It's supposed to be a serious holiday movie, but you can't take it seriously because it's just that bad. Wow. You have to crack open a beer or your favorite alcohol drink you know, <laughs> and just be ready to be put into awe about how bad it is. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just, like, okay. Oh, so wow. here, here are some of the characters' names. Like, I'm pretty sure the same thing happened for the writers that they got kicked out of, you know, some random, you know, writing school and some guys like, Hey, 20 bucks to write my, write my movie. They said, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so basically there is the characters, you know, of course there's Santa. The kids really don't have names. I found out. Like, they don't have names. They really don't wow. have names. They, they mentioned like once or twice, but it's just like in quick passing, but there's like the, the goofy lovable character, okay, quotes lovable character uh-huh. is named Dropo. Is named what now? Dropo. It's Dropo. literally spelled drop with an O at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And the bad guy's name is Valdar. Okay. Yep. It's just like, I'm pretty sure they're like, put letters together and make it a name. <laughs> and they're like, uh, well, drop O? Like, no, you can't say that. It's like Tropo. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is normal. There's nothing normal. It's so strange. I mean, my my hope is that they got the director in the room, the writers, the staff, and said, we are going to make the shittiest holiday movie in the world. And like, we can do this. Like, who's in? Like, (laughs) yeah, let's do this. Like, I want cheese beyond anything you've ever done before can you do this like yeah we can do this like all right make me proud and they pulled it off that's my that's my hope i know it's not true but that's my hope okay i'm gonna read the synopsis from the interweb uh martian ruler kimar is upset that the children of mars are lazy and under the influence of too much pop culture from earth they are obsessed with the planet's television programs and don't want to do much of anything and attempt to get the kids peppy again kimar orders the kidnapping of santa claus hoping that the jolly old toy maker will know how to cheer the children up again but two earth children are also nabbed and this complicates things (laughs) Mm -hmm. i could barely get through that without laughing so i know like when there's a part where you know santa's kind of trying to explain what christmas is and all that you know to the martians because, uh-huh. like, I know since they want to bring Christmas to there and Santa shows up and all that, he's explaining, like, here's what Christmas is all about. And, you know, the villain, Voldor, <laughs> tries to kill him. Not he just tries like, to kill Santa? Yeah, not just like, you know, no, don't listen to this man. He's you know, influencing us in the wrong way. Like, no, just flat out kill him. And just to push, like, a Christmas, <clears throat> I will say, not agenda, but to really push, like, a Christmas thing on Mars. Santa commissions a workshop to be built on Mars for toys to be made. So Santa's branching out. Pretty much. I, I think he's, um oh, was it franchising? <laughs> make Santas? <laughs> there, there you go. Oh, wow. Santa to go. Oh, you ruined Christmas. <laughs> but like, okay. So like I said, the acting is 
laughable at best. And the costume, like they got Santa's costume right. It's, it's hard to mess up. Right. But like, I mean, really, you just need a red suit with white trim. Yeah, and, and put a beard on a fat white guy. Yeah. I mean, you can't really miss that, mess that up too too hard. There's you know a lot of them out there. And you just kind of like do you, do you you put the hat on, put the suit on, let's go. But um, just like the Martians costumes were just like, which dollar store did you get this from? <laughs> and basically, the set was, I don't know. Something they got from like a 1940s, 1950s, you know, sci-fi movie wasn't really kept up. But like, let's just paint it. It'll be fine. You just, just paint it. Like, okay. And it was, of course, being in the 60s, it was in Technicolor. Uh-huh. Which is all, that so adds like a whole color, other realm work. of like surrealism. Because Technicolor is like, it's basically they film in black and white and then like paint it. So mm-hmm. it, so things are color, but not really. <laughs> so it's like a weird, trippy kind of color. Yeah, and it's like in the end they, you know, because because of course Santa has to come back to Earth. He's 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 our Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So basically, he promotes the good Martian uh, Dropo to become the Santa Claus of Mars, but with none of the powers of Santa Claus. Just like put the suit on, put the hat on, good enough. So. Does he does he give the children toys? Do they have to come to him? Like, what's the? Because our Santa is magic. See, our Santa really, can go across the entire planet in like an hour. And I, yeah, yeah. They don't really explain how this Martian is going to do it, which I'm pretty sure Santa's setting him up for failure. <laughs> well, it's like it's maybe like one of those... well, it's a franchise, so it's never as good as the original. So maybe it'll be like like the original Santa is like a sit down restaurant, but the, you know, Mick Santa is fast food. So like you have to come to him, but he'll give you the, the stuff. Cause I mean, he set him up. He, he gave him a workshop, right? Does he give him elves? No. Oh, well he, then he's fucked. He, he, he gives <laughs> the workshop with a machine that makes toys. Oh, well but then, yeah, even, it's totally franchised. Like this is, well, even the machine does make the toys right though. This is feeling like capitalism, the movie, like what? It was the sixties. Yeah, those ones. Anything went, <sighs> but yeah, it was it was an interesting movie to watch, and if you can find it on YouTube, that that's actually pretty awesome because, like I said, it's it's a holiday movie. I would put movie in quotes on that one, but it's just something that you really wouldn't expect to find. It seems like someone did this movie, and it was like I said, just done. With people who didn't really know what they're doing, um, and yeah, if you're a if you're a fan of bad movies, this is up your alley. Uh, so all fans of the room and Batman and Robin rejoice. There is a Christmas movie for you. Oh yeah, and it is calling your name. <laughs> okay, so is there a redeeming quality to this film? Uh, no good actors' names were dragged through the mud by the making of this movie. <laughs> Okay, so the good thing is that uh, no reputations were killed. No, but I'm pretty sure everyone that was in this movie, was, this is a one-shot deal, and they moved on to something else to make the, make a living. Yeah, all righty. And I'm not trying to be harsh on them. I'm just trying to be realistic. <laughs> okay, so this movie is on, it's on YouTube. Um, if you just Google Santa Conquers the Martians, it'll show up. It's... Uh, but pick the one that says Santa conquers the Martians in 1964. Cause the first thing that pops up is a uh, trailer. 
which is crazy enough because it shows scenes like with Santa trying to explain. I watched the trailer. It's like Santa tries to explain what Christmas is. And like you said, everybody's basically just in green paint and it's the goofiest looking shit ever. It's funny because like, it doesn't even look like it's good green paint. It looks like someone went basically to Walmart and bought spray paint. Sprayed them. <laughs> it's one of those close your eyes, close your mouth, and hold your breath. Okay, so how does Santa get back to Earth? I think they teleport him. Oh. Well, wait, how did Santa get to Mars in the first place? Did they did they steal him or did Santa go there? So they he just kind of appears. Okay. I mean, so, so there's I, no I, like build up to this at all. He just shows up. I, I assume instead of like, you know, pushing one side of his nose, he pushed both sides of his nose and shut into the sky. And like, I gotta say, these kids. Uh huh. Two kids. So two Santa kids. is willing to go to Mars to save two kids, but he's not gonna like save all the tons of kids that get hurt on Earth. Santa's got some fucked up well, priorities, man. Well, according to South Park, Santa has gone to the Middle East a few times to rescue kids. Okay. Oh, well, awesome. I take it back. Uh, you know, in Marvel, he's like Omega level. He's he's like an oh, Omega yeah. level. I don't know if he's a mutant or if he's just like I don't know some god or something. He, he's like, a demigod he, in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Which is that's interesting. <laughs> so yeah, like okay. he actually he actually can control the Infinity Gauntlet with ease. Yeah. So Santa's way more than just a jolly old elf. Yeah, I mean, he could take down really the Marvel universe, really any cinematic universe, and without even trying. <laughs> oh, this is so weird. It is. It, it, it's one of those things like it's fun to come across because I'm one of those guys that, like I like bad movies just because you know these days you go see like these blockbusters and I mean on the most part some are sheer perfection, some are hey you gave it a good try, but it didn't quite work out. This was like, and then their Star Wars trilogy sequel trilogy. Yeah, just saying. But yeah, this seemed like well, it was like, you know, CBS Saturday Night Movie at Home kind of things that somehow made it to theaters. <laughs> was it actually released in theaters? Um, I I know it, it made its way to a film festival. Yeah, the film festival was in the eighties, though. Okay, let's see. Yeah, it was. Hang on, I oh. thought I saw it earlier. It was released. It, it was released in time for Christmas, 1964. After yep. that, it was regularly re-released at Christmas time for matinees. So this is definitely a cult following type of movie. Um, it has to be. <laughs> in February 1965, the New York Times said it on its release that the film reaped a box office bonanza in a regular multi-theater booking. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just wow. Like. <laughs> There's nothing like people pay to see this. Like it's it's amazing. amazing. Well, it's kind of like you said. Like if you're a fan of the room, you'll probably enjoy this movie. I I mean, yeah, I am a fan of. Oh my gosh! And then just seeing <laughs> with the kids, literally just sitting in like it doesn't even. It, it's it's so shitty. Like you guys have to see it. This is not like great for a podcast because you have to see this to see how shit this film looks. It's amazing, like. The kids are just sitting there in this goofy ass uniform and their faces are like this not right shade of green. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like so weird. <coughs> oh man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A comic book. 
adaptation. A single issue comic book adaptation of the film was published by Dell Comics in March of 1966. Who abruptly went, went bankrupt after that. Wonder why. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not sure if they did, but it'd be, <laughs> it makes sense that they did. Right. Um, you know, they actually, they were around till the seventies. Um, but yeah, I just, wow. See, even from like, just like the poster alone, like if you actually, if you do Google's movie and you actually see the poster, yeah. just looking at it, you can be like, whose backwards mind came up with this? And why did it ever get any kind of green light to be made? Oh, I love it. I'm reading the poster. Santa conquers the Martians in space blazing color. Mm-hmm. Space blazing. Yeah, That's you see, awesome. Well, and probably the, the one interesting fact about this I found out was this was the first movie to have a live action Mrs. Claus. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, they're saying it was played by Doris Rich. And the only reason when it was first is because they're saying about the, within the same time, it was like three or four weeks later, the Rudolph Redner Reindeer, Reindeer special came out. And that was her second appearance. Yep. So who knew before that Santa was married? And this movie said, hey, she is married. She's kind of cool. That's that's so weird. (laughs) There's nothing else because I would have assumed like I honestly thought that I mean, because, you know, I was born in the 70s and at the end of the 70s. So I just assumed that the mythology was always that he was married. And then like as a kid, I watched, um, you know, Santa Claus, like the the stop motion animation where like mm-hmm. they explain Chris Kringle, you know, as, and then he marries and then he becomes Santa. So I was like, I thought that was the myth all along. Interesting. So yeah, apparently like it's an evolving tale. This, this movie just kind of made history in this time. Probably. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. I just noticed this and I have to say it because it's crazy. <laughs> the names aren't even original. The Martians, Momar, Mom Martian and Kimar King Martian. So the names are just the combination of the two words. I saw those like Kiermar <laughs> and Bomar. Oh like, my girl, Martian, boy, Martian. girl Martian and Boy Martian. <laughs> there was no creativity put in this movie. See whatsoever an, at all. It was a you know movie writer reject who you know oh. needed a quick job. <laughs> Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, it, it's one of those movies where it's just like you watch it and you're like, wow, this this actually happened. And like you go through it and at the end, you're like, I don't know what to think. I think I need to go take a shower now. <laughs> so I just feel slightly dirty. Oh, wow. Okay, so now I'm reading the Wikipedia plot. The Martians, Momar, well, Martian, and Kimar. King Martian are worried that their children, Germar, girl Martian, and Bomar, boy Martian, <laughs> are watching too much Earth television, most notably station KID TV. Yep. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, interview with Santa Claus in his workshop at Earth's North Pole. Okay. So, uh, did they ever think of turning off the TV? Can't do That's that. A great way to get them to stop watching earth tv I just yeah. you know throwing that out there um 
Instead, they consult the ancient 800-year-old Martian sage, Kochem, a Yiddish-Hebrew word <laughs> meaning sage. They don't even... There's How original, no right? No original name at all. Um, they're advised that the children of Mars are growing distracted due to the society's overly rigid structure. From, instant, from infancy, all their education is fed into their brains through machines, and they are not allowed individuality or freedom of thought. Kochem notes that he had seen this coming for centuries, and that the only way to help the children is to allow them their freedom and, allow, and be allowed to have fun. To do this, Mars needs a Santa Claus figure, like on Earth. Leaving Kohim's cave, the Martian leaders decide to abduct Santa Claus from Earth and bring him to Mars. These are some dumbass Martians. Like, mm-hmm. they decide, like, isn't it far more difficult to go through the trouble of abducting Santa Claus than it is to just turn off the TV and be like, go play outside? Because I feel like that would solve all of this. Like, that's would. the simple solution turn off the TV and make the little fuckers play outside and like stop indoctrinating them from birth. Give them like freedom. That's all you have to do. Problem solved. Yeah, and one of the I don't know one of the cheesiest parts on this movie. It's it's all around cheese, but here's where it gets super cheesy. And I I forget where I, where I read this after I watched it. I read this somewhere. There's a part where their kids are being held in this room, and the the nice Martian oh. goes to them to give them food, and he brings in a tray of cubes. And they're like, this isn't food. Like, no, it is. Like, check this one. This one's blue. He goes, oh, wow. It tastes like bubble gum. Apparently, they actually had taken a block of cheese, cut it up, and painted it. So it was literally that cheesy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Like, there's nothing else you could say. It's so, like, it's literal cheese. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, now, you know what the problem is? The problem is now I feel like when we finish talking, I'm going to have to watch this crazy shit. Cause I didn't see it. Like normally you guys give me like a heads up where you're going to pick. And like 90% of the time I've already seen whatever movie you guys are doing. Right. Mm-hmm. But this time, like five minutes before go, you're like, Oh, by the way, boom. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, like we have to do that. <laughs> like It's December. Right before Christmas, we have to, if you're going to pick this goofy ass movie, like we have to do this, but I didn't have time to watch it. So I just watched the trailer and I was like, what the shit? Also, yeah. I'd already heard of it, but I'd never seen it because it's just like, it's that thing you hear about, like in movie lore, but like you don't actually watch it. But no, you actually own it, which is yep. just. I own it. Yeah. On DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you own the DVD? I thought you said mm-hmm. VHS. No, no, no. I, it's, a, it's a DVD hard copy. Oh, okay. So they actually... Because <laughs> that's a whole new level for me. Because, like, obviously it would be on VHS, right? But yeah. then for them to actually go back and put it on DVD, like, who would do... Why? Why? Why is this... Why did this ever see DVD? Like, why was it re-released? Why? Why does it exist? This Quick is cash grab, I think. Shit ever. It's just wow. Like who still gets the money from this? That's the crazy thing. I have no idea because of the studios, the studios that I looked at actually kind of made this movie. I'm not sure if they even exist anymore. Yeah. Oh wow. Because I'm guessing oh, probably it's not. public domain. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I uh, because I'm looking at home media due to its public domain status in the US, 
it has been released on many different bargain bin price labels. So okay. there you go. Yep. And actually the company that made it, MC Pictures, actually mm-hmm. did fold. They closed down Halloween of 1986. So yeah, that's how it, it went into the public domain. So I yep. feel like this should transcend the podcast. This should be like a hate watch on Twitter. Like we need to mystery science theater this on or not on Twitter on Twitch. We should like because because there's no it's it's public domain. We can watch it and nobody's going to do anything about it. True. So I feel like we should we should Twitch stream this and uh, indoctrinate others into shitty cinema. <laughs> like, all right, we're going holiday on you guys to start off and then we're going to go the room. <laughs> well, the room we could do because that has like uh, uh, yeah. the dude. Uh, what's his name? The guy who did it, he has rights to it. I, f- I forget. Just uh, it's one of those movies that I watch, and same thing, can't take it seriously. Just have to watch it. It's just it's so insane. It's hilarious. Nothing makes any sense. Like, but it's it's funny. It's but it's not supposed to be. That's the Tommy Wiseau. That's his name. That's right. Um. Yeah. Tommy Wiseau still has like rights to it. Yep. Because he. It's his movie. Um, he sells it. But I, I love how they made the, the disaster artist and actually won an award. He tried to take, you know, total like recognition for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, because did you, I forget what it was. It wasn't maybe the Oscars or something like that, where they went there and, you know, it was like what Seth Rogen and James Franco were up there, like saying their speeches. He comes over, like tries to take the award away from them. He's like, no, it's my movie. It's my movie. He's like, no, dude, it's not your movie. It's a movie about <laughs> your movie. But I mean, he's right though. Without his movie, they wouldn't have had a movie to make for this for the because it's it's a movie about his movie, but they also kind of remake the movie in the process. So, yeah. and yeah. it and it is it's not only about the movie; it's about him. So it's about like I feel like he deserves some credit because without his movie and without him being the eccentric character that he is in real life, like they never would have made the Disaster Artist. So true. He does. He does get some credit if you know, not if just for being insane. <laughs> but, but Eccentric. Yeah. I guess he probably is insane. Oh, definitely. Also, does anybody know how old he is? Because I feel like nobody ever like nailed that down. <laughs> you know, I I just assume he is a vampire who got churned late in his life. Uh, okay. The- so I'm looking at this. I looked at his Wikipedia. They have nailed it down to October 3rd, 1955. So they say he's 65. But is that true? Because like he kept lying about his age. That's probably the best guess. Huh? Like, oh, oh my creepy. gosh. He's selling masks now along with underwear. Creepy. Yeah. Same, same material. Same elastic. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So I'm on his Twitter. Black Friday Super Sale. Surprise your friend or buy yourself a gift. Um, oh, it's a free mask. So he's not selling masks. They're free with every purchase. And Still they look very much like N95 masks, but they don't at the same time. I don't know how to describe it. Okay, so if you look at an N95 mask, that's what it looks like, right? Except N95 masks have distinct markings because they're not sewn, right? Right. This one looks like it's got like a pattern on the inside that N95s don't. N95s are very little like the only the only place you see the little marks where it's like fused together are where it needs to be fused together and where it needs to fuse together the straps, right? 
And then you see one stamp that says like KN95 or whatever. This one has like a design. So I'm, I would be skeptical of buying, of, of using that mask because it doesn't look like it's real. And these straight up look like American Eagle Outfitter jackets. Like, I feel like he's just repurposing shit. And then, oh, that's technically not underwear. I guess those are just shorts, but it kind of looks like underwear. Who knows anymore? Yeah, he's a little, he's definitely eccentric, but who knows? Like, oh, no, it's not just me. He also does sell underwear. (laughs) He sells boxers with his name on them. So instead of it saying like Hilfiger or like whatever, it says Tommy Wiseau. And then also there's a little TW with a giant R right next to it, right next to your junk. So, mm, yeah. Pass. And then so, that also comes with a mask and a free doggy and a tuxedo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the dog with a tuxedo and that's just like poor dog who, you know, <laughs> Even had a sitting bottle for that. We're like, okay, how are we gonna do this? Like, put this on him, and like, no. But yeah, he's trying to, you know, ring this draw's worth. Did you ever see like his um Joker impression? No, I think I would oh, be scared. Go go on YouTube. It is like, <laughs> wow. It's like you're better than Jared Leto. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure he would be because he's just a creepy mofo, like in mm-hmm. general. So I can see it. You know, <laughs> well, because he does it in the style of um, Heath Ledger's Joker from uh, Dark Knight. Oh, OK. So it's it's like it's like that costume, that kind of makeup. And it's like, wow, you're actually you're trying to make this yours, but t- just stop. You're, you're getting creepy now because <laughs> it seems like the way he's playing it is like, that's really him. That, that's not him trying to be the Joker. That's just him trying to be Tommy. Yeah. See, I'm I'm becoming concerned just with your general description of it so yeah. i know halloween's past if you ever want to get a good scare watch it <laughs> you're like things are wor- things are going a little too well i need to be creeped out <laughs> i was like I, I i know we're talking about christmas all that right now but come on who doesn't need a little fright here and there uh you know what real life is bad enough i'm gonna go ahead and pass um, but I'm probably gonna watch this shitty Christmas movie that you had to bring up. <gasps> I had to. <laughs> Next week we're gonna I'm gonna actually talk about like a good Christmas movie. So there's always a palate cleanser on this podcast. So next week I'm gonna talk about my favorite Christmas movie. And you'll find out what it is next week. Sounds good. Yes. But uh I feel like I feel like this year you, Sean, and Doug have done your level best to be like, how can we completely fuck with her? Like, how can we just like come out of nowhere with some weird shit? Oh, we have our own text thread going. Don't worry. Uh, You know, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. (laughs) So I wouldn't put it past the three of you. And Doug, I think is the ring leader. Like he nominated Sean, but I feel like Doug, like is the actual one that's behind all of this because he is like very good at getting under my skin. And I feel like he's just like, yo, hit her with this. She'll never see it coming. And then like laughs maniacally after hitting send. No, he usually takes a selfie of himself laughing after he (laughs) hits end. Oh, that is so Doug. (laughs) That's so him. (laughs) And if Doug wants to refute me, come get me. I'm a nerd one five on Twitter. 
Come get me. <laughs> oh, you guys are all nuts. All of you. <laughs> Everybody. It's that kind of year. It really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just fitting, right? It's fitting that 2020 would end with, with the, the last month. Like, it's going to be, of course, obscure movies. Like, that's what I do the last month, right? And so, so far, we've had Sorry to Bother You and um uh, what's the one i did with sean um the oh drive which we barely talked about drive because there's not much to say because nothing happens uh and then we're gonna go hey right before christmas here you go here's here's a christmas movie for you yeah why not? you gotta have a christmas episode uh, okay oh. palette cleanser next week we're gonna talk about actual awesome christmas movies and then we do the whole look back, the look back on uh, 2020 on all three movies that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, unfortunately, you weren't able to record then because you were being hit with some 2020 of your own at the time. Yeah, we we were, you know, in a fire warning at that time, like one of those, hey, get ready to go. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But you'll be with us for the next one, right? When we talk about uh, movies we're anticipating for 2021. Oh, yeah. Love you. Awesome. Fun times. All yeah. right. On that note, I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye and let everybody know where they can find you one more time. Uh, so Twitter, I'm nerd one five Instagram's nerd one podcast. Uh, also you can find me at my podcast is anchor.fm forward slash nerd one or really any podcast platform. Just you know, hit up nerd one. You'll find me. Awesome. Until next time. If you like this episode, do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks. Salute, 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 salute.